millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, you just heard about the U.S. Supreme Court currently deciding the fate of the president's vaccine mandates. In the questioning, Justice Sonia Sotomayor made this statement. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in, in serious condition, and uh, many on ventilators. Now, the we can find from Friday suggests there are fewer than 3,500 current pediatric hospitalizations from COVID-19. Is that true? Yeah, but, you know, here's what I can tell you about our pediatric hospitalizations now. First of all, the vast majority of children who are in the hospital are unvaccinated. And for those children who are not eligible for vaccination, we do know that they are most likely to get sick with COVID if their family members aren't vaccinated. So the most important thing we can do for those children to keep them out of the hospital is to vaccinate them and to vaccinate their family members around them. Understood. But the number is not 100,000. It's roughly 3,500 in hospitals now. It, yes, there are, there are. And in fact, what I will say is while pediatric hospitalizations are rising, they're still about 15 fold less than hospitalizations of our older age, age demographic. Oh, well, okay. Uh, what? I can't sigh? No, that's a piling on. Mm-hmm. Sigh. Yes. Sigh. We talked about this last week. I was like, <laughs> reprimanded you for this last week. <laughs> But hold on, hold on, before we go any further, uh, hold on, thing switched. Uh, here we go, here's the second thing, this is what I think. In is case a- you're wondering what's going on here, Tom has been day drinking. Correct. Uh, hold on, the other thing is, there's another Brett Bear thing with Walensky I want to, okay, here we go. 
Do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID or how many are with COVID, but they had other comorbidities? Do you have that breakdown? Um, yes, of course. With Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to and is, uh, takes a few weeks to collect. Um, and of course, Omicron has just been with us for a few weeks, but those data will be forthcoming. <laughs> Do you know how many of the? So, two things. One, what do you think my big takeaway from this is? Um, she doesn't know how many deaths are with. But COVID since I'm drunk, enough. what do you think my big takeaway is from? Uh, Walensky is attractive. Yes, I am so <laughs> attracted to her. I can't even tell you, Alice. I'm sorry. I'm I am in love with her. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do and what this means for us. The fact that she's more psychotic and lying more makes me love her more. But you I, always have a thing for crazy chicks. I do. It's I part of this... your problem. By the way, speaking of another one of your uh, crazy chicks that you love, AOC is has COVID now. I saw that. I saw that. She's probably had it seven times, but I mean, who knows? So at what point do we – And maybe I should start here. Start with the day. How I got this way. <laughs> Why well, I'm unsteady right now and and uh, wobbling and and I see three of Alice. This is so Shattuck, by the way. So Alice and Tom Shattuck, I mean. We resolved to be good after my birthday yesterday. Mm-hmm. To be good and go into drug and alcohol rehab, which for us just means trying to stop drinking, you know, like idiots. <laughs> and so... Much, I didn't drink today. Right. Much so like there's still... I don't know why of, I've been dragged. 20 hours in a day, young lady. <laughs> Much like when we decide to be financially responsible, what happens? We immediately spend more money. Right. Than so we we'll buy one ever. last couch, you know, for a thousand dollars. Then, then that'll create be the the piece of our life we need complete to give us the resolve to not spend anymore and be really good people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, as a last piece of housekeeping, since my birthday was last night, and we all drank last night. Oh, uh, just... so to be fair, I really didn't drink much at all okay. last night. You're still, <laughs> you're still not as pure as a driven snow. I had young one lady. and a half beers did... last night. I'll out you for other things. What did I do? Last Are you basking night? the afterglow? <laughs> Are you basking, <laughs> ma'am? I've asked you this question. Are you basking in the afterglow? I plead the are fifth. you or are I you not basking in the afterglow, <laughs> Mr. Shattuck? You are under oath. I plead the fifth. Are you and basking I in the afterglow? I plead the fifth. It's my mm-hmm. right as an American citizen. Right. There you go. That's an admission right <laughs> there. You are basking in the afterglow. I think you should tell people what I did for your birthday. Well, um, there was uh, fornication and oral sex, as a matter of fact. What? That's not what I'm talking about. Whoa. <laughs> Well, then be more specific. <laughs> what did I do for your birthday? Well, today is my post-birthday. <laughs> what did I do for your birthday last night? Well, we went out and met... For- oh, you threw a surprise party. Mm-hmm. Which was great. I can't believe you got that over on me. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I tricked you. You tricked me, but I halfway tricked myself. Alice threw a surprise party for me at Kitty's North Riding, which is a... Lifelong Shattuck Haven, and I can't believe it. You just totally, I, I 
I didn't see it coming. I can't believe I'm one of these saps who walks in <laughs> and it didn't see that it was a hit. To me, uh, Elsa, it's really worrisome to me. It's About to me. you're losing your fastball? Yeah, because I've always prided myself, not prided myself, but I've always known that I have an acuity for knowing that there's a sniper around <laughs> and knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. And for me not to see that, although I built my own, I, I mean, I did it half myself, I guess, because... Because I actually asked you to invite somebody, a fa- friends of ours, to dinner, and you said, okay, I'll do that. Then you had a private line of conversation with them and said, oh, we've been coordinating. And I didn't see it, but then again, I blow that stuff off, which is one of my weaknesses, is my own hubris. Because you don't pay any attention to what I'm doing because you think it's all stupid. Yes, because it's, it's all stupid. <laughs> and, and, so, and so little did I know that you were putting together a ruse using my, my own brother. Mm-hmm. As one of the key setup men who let Sonny go to the toll booth, yep. I go to the toll booth, p- pull up, wondering why they're not taking my my token. Mm-hmm. Need seconds later, they're opening fire on me. It was a great time. It was a surprising great time. I I would never have thought a long table in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You usually tell me there's a long table in a restaurant. I want to toss a grenade in there or pull my suicide vest explosives right there. But this was. This was a great time. When did you notice when we were walking in? When did you notice that there were more people that were supposed to be there at the log actually, table nearby? Actually, it was seeing the gray head in front of me, which which was gray as actually head, my friend mm-hmm. Gray. I thought actually that was Keith at first. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't remember Gray being so gray. And I thought, oh my, wait a second. Keith, oh, this is a hit. Then I saw Mike, mm-hmm. of course, who's in, and I. And then I thought, oh, this is a hit. I didn't realize it was so expansive. So, <clears throat> so all of so just a lot of my close friends were there, and I don't know when Alice pulled it. If you guys are one of my close friends and weren't invited, it was I think last minute, right? It was very last minute. It, right. Actually, I, there were some complaints because it came together at like eleven right. p.m. the night before. Was when I was like, hmm, maybe I should do this because, like you said, you had been <clears> like, oh, let's invite these other friends since we're going out to this restaurant, and that's when I had the idea. I was like, oh, who else can I add? And I like started trying to think right. of people, and it was late at night, and I just started seeing who could make do it. Do you realize how sexy you are, Alice? People say this is for, but I've actually I, I said how. Are you really going to go down this road with me? What, what are you talking about? Your mother listens to this. And the thing I'm I not said, doing anything. You're the one who said that. Yes, but I said that and you st- stood <laughs> what sat there. What am I supposed to do? Walk out of the podcast? You are such an exhibitionist. You really are. I didn't do yes, anything. Yes, you are. You are you, an exhibitionist. You are saying rude things about me. It wasn't me. rude. It was yes, accurate it and is. true. It's and, rude. And it's awesome. It's not rude. It's rude. And Why is it rude? It's rude to share that. You are at both. You are both a a, a a humble and modest Christian, and at the same time, a wonderfully exciting woman wife. I think it's. I, I, I've never met somebody like you. I didn't know this existed. I cannot believe that I was allowed to say that. <coughs> you weren't allowed to say that. I, I mean, like, I don't have veto power over what you but say. But you realize, of course, that that comes from a place of insecurity because I want guys to know that I'm cool enough to have this happen. Most guys would have the class and reserve to never say something like that. <laughs> Where are those guys? 
I know. I <laughs> you should have picked one of those. I can't believe I'm this craven and you're taking it. But you're just great, which is why you're just one of the reasons you're great. And all and it's awesome and So anyway, so I surprised you last night. <laughs> You then drunkenly left your phone at right. your friend's house exactly. afterwards. And Why you... do you have to say drunkenly left my phone? I and left my you... phone. No. And then you... You leave your phone places, too. Then you went back this morning to get it and immediately started drinking, and that's all she wrote for you today. This is the first time I've seen you today since you left to go get your phone. Yeah, because I was... Because, the... because I visited... After I left my phone, the couple who I grew up with in Boston, who I won't disclose their names, even though most people will know, those are two people who also are Jedis. There was no way I was going to leave there without. They have total Jedi power. Two versus one. There was no way I was going to... Not only did she send... Not only were they making Bloody Marys in... That couple, we'll call them Jay and Dana, Alice, they are... Special forces as a couple, in a sense that they are made for the pop-up party. They -hmm. have all the stuff ready to go, and they will snare the trap in a second, and that's what they did. And I I am somebody um, who, though a Lothario, which means? Just keep going. Okay. (laughs) Should I leave? (laughs) Um... So I, I, I am not, I can't beat that, or that kind of temptation. I mean, this is my natural. So anyway, I was essentially absconded with, and and I am a victim, is what I'm saying. In all, <laughs> in all this stuff, completely. Should total. I file a police report? Yes, please, if you don't mind. <laughs> okay. So, so anyway, that's why I'm drunk, and that's why all this, and that's why, so really, my whole life, actually, that's why. <laughs> We ever want to know exactly, you know, why I'm... I half thought you were going to try and sleep over there and just do a phoner for the show. No, I thought about the phoner early on. Because actually, we we had the... I didn't pull the goalie. You know, I wasn't... I was... It's been a while. You know, I I moderated, but... But still, it's still a... You know, it's... It's just kind of still. I didn't eat much either until later. All right. <clears throat> Are you in ketosis? I'm in ketosis. You, did you know that? Did you see me my test strip last night that I whizzed on? <laughs> it was light pink. Did you? Uh, but that's okay, right? Yeah, you're uh, you're in light ketosis. Yeah, but that's but because did you, like, did you I, bring any more test strips home with you, or did those stay there? I don't okay. recall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should buy some more because that's kind of fun. Yeah, it is kind of, but but that was um, well because I had I had ingested um sugar through tomato juice true uh, yeah so yeah. that kind of threw me off i think a little bit um but that was wonderful kitties thank you very much kitties was wonderful our weight stuff was wonderful it was they uh, were hopping by the way it gave me hope for the restaurant industry there were oh, a lot of people and yeah, a lot a of people when we pulled up to the parking lot i was like how <laughs> is this this busy yeah but it was slammed the whole time we were in there there's people in there chatting walking around without masks on it was a happy place Totally. It's great. It was such a good time. It was great. Um, so here's my other thing, is um, listening to Meet the Press on the Way Home today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just listening to people saying, 
you know, all the hosts were saying they're trying. They've got nothing else. They're going back to January sixth. That's it. You know, and people finally realize. Please, finally realize. Finally realize. And Chuck Todd was saying, and he's good to listen to because he's a, he's a standard progressive. <clears throat> and he said, well, when we deal with another round of the pandemic, because some people in the country won't get vaccinated, won't do the right thing. It's like, okay, that's good to hear. How are people <clears throat> still that delusional? <clears throat> how do there? How are yeah. there still people out there that literally think? That the reason why the pandemic's still here is not because it's a tricky bastard of a pandemic and because somebody right. out there must have done something bad. It's like these people who test positive and they're like, thanks to you guys. Yeah. Like, I didn't make, I didn't cough on you. Leave me alone. Like, right. I've done latest, nothing. Like, Omicron came out of South Africa. I mean, what do you, what do you want? What do you want to, what do you want to say? I'm sorry that, that, that it's still happening. But you're totally right about that. And the fact that this we're still going with this, that it has to have, a, it's somebody's fault. Somebody is failing. I mean, I was in Melrose today, as you know, Alice, mm-hmm. plastered. And you would not believe. Indoor mask mandate again in Melrose. I know. I was there during it in Whole Foods looking for something, uh, you know, worth bringing. Into Did you have a mask? No, but I went in and I grabbed one. I just I saw one on the cashier's thing, and I felt like I seriously felt so strong and masculine compared to those people, <laughs> including the men in the Whole Foods. It's like nobody. I'm like a like a like a Marvel comic superhero in here. <laughs> nobody can do anything to me. So I grabbed one of their masks, and that's what I do with my superhero powers. I showed that I could grab my own mask. <laughs> and uh, and um, and but everybody. But I thought, like, I looked at all the men. I thought, what a bunch of freaking pansies. What a bunch of pansies. You know, these dudes running around grabbing freaking soy juniper berry milk and with a mask that doesn't do anything. It's like, is your whole life, is is that what it is? Is their whole life just performative? Is everything? Because I definitely think that, like, Whole Foods is a huge thing. There's something, you go you go to the organic park. You know, I, buy, I buy organic, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just performing. And like I buy for, uh, organic and like the, this kind of milk and it's sh- shitty tasting half-ass milk, which is most Whole Foods stuff like is half-assed. It like, doesn't <laughs> taste good like the normal stuff does. Mm-hmm. Like you can't I remember one time I tried to make a Bloody Mary from Whole Foods stuff like tomato juice and everything. And everything was so crappy. Yeah, that's the problem with Whole Foods. Yeah. It's like I definitely like going there for some stuff. But even, like, way, way, way back in the day when there was, like, Obamacare and the CEO mm-hmm. didn't want Obamacare because he, like, believed in the free market or whatever. And, like, so I figured I'd shop there to support them. And I, like, couldn't do all my shopping there because you need to buy things like right. normal toothpaste. And there's, like, not right. normal stuff there. Right. There's, like, you know, uh, hemp gravel. It's, like, <laughs> it's great. That- <clears throat> That's great. I can. Perf- I understand the stuff I want to put out for people to see, but I actually, at some point behind the scenes, I also want to brush my teeth. Right. And that's like the, the, the sucky thing about Whole Foods. But isn't that what this is, really? And they just said, they just said, Walensky, we just played her, not knowing how many people died with COVID versus against or, or, or by COVID. 800,000 people. Oh, I don't know. She couldn't, she didn't have an answer to the question. She didn't, on her feet, have a way to dodge the question. Mm-hmm. That's effing crazy. So what is her job? Her job is to look beautiful and hit on me, which she does. <laughs> really, Alice, her job is to be telegenic, smile, and 
give the messaging. But I think she's also scared and on eggshells now because she's been burned by this administration so many times where she goes out and says one thing and then the message changes mm-hmm. overnight and all of a sudden she's like the fall guy for this bad message. That, you know, so I think she's literally just scared to say anything now. Like, she doesn't want to say anything that's remotely a statement that the White House might decide tomorrow is not the direction they want to go in. But aren't you at some point, aren't you at some point, if you're her looking at her actual legacy? I will understand that she's set for life. You know, she's essentially a cabinet member. Essentially, not really, but essentially cabinet member, et cetera. And, and, and she's set for life, and she'll be great, and she can go into academia and this and that, et cetera. And she could be the head of a bunch of hospitals and she'll get and be paid millions. She'll be overpaid forever for being somebody who is a mediocre person. She's just mediocre. Mm-hmm. She is. But at some point, if you're somebody who believes in, quote, science, aren't you worried about an eventual reckoning to say, hey, you F this off the whole time? Even if it's just masking, even if it's her her being scared about dark days coming ahead that she said last year, her son can't go to summer school before he went to summer school. At some point, aren't these professional, these academics, these, these bureaucrats, is it, have we really abandoned the science? Is everything now simply about performance art? Is it more important to her that she get bullet points out about equity than factual points out about COVID. Uh, yeah, I would say that it is more important to her. And and I think that, that this is something that we're seeing everywhere in our government, in our institutions, in our society. I think other countries see it about us that we are no longer a serious country. I think they sense weakness. This is why Putin is tempting us in Kazakhstan. This is why Beijing is tempting us in the South China Sea, like this is why they're not taking us seriously and they're seeing what they can get away with because we're a country that is no longer interested in seriousness or results or anything else. And I mean, I think this is concerning to a lot of people. I think it's concerning to people that care about our military. I think it's concerning to people that care about our governments. I think it's concerning to people who care about academia. I think it's concerning to people who care about the medical field. The CDC just came out with this study that was uh, heavily criticized. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with Vinay Prasad on Twitter. He's a doctor and he's been talking a lot about public health and the science on masks. And and um, he criticized the, the Arizona study that the CDC right. had that they said showed that masks were super effective when it, it was like right. a ridiculous study. Um so he, he talked about this new CDC study. They just did a study that's designed to scare parents into going to get their kids vaccinated, where they said that there's a greater chance of your kid being diagnosed with diabetes after a COVID diagnosis than for kids that didn't have a COVID diagnosis. Of course, they don't control for any such obvious things as like BMI, which is obviously a huge risk factor both for COVID and for diabetes. But... You know, right, but but I th- but I saw that it said it said after COVID. Okay, so I assume that meant post, as in the months, years afterwards. No, it's thirty days after. So what they did so is they words- took a study and they said, like, you know, how likely is a random kid, you know, to get a diabetes diagnosis in the next thirty days, versus a kid 
that just got over COVID, how likely is that kid to get a diabetes diagnosis in the next 30 days? And the kid that just had COVID is more likely. But obviously, that's a completely biased sample because the kids that are going to have gotten symptomatic for COVID, tested for COVID, in the hospital with COVID, diagnosed with COVID by a doctor... Like, I'm sure all our kids have had COVID, but we haven't taken them to a doctor. They don't have an official diagnosis of COVID in their medical history. The kids that are more likely to have had that official COVID diagnosis were obviously more likely to, like, be overweight and in poorer health to start with. Yes, these are fatties. Slash lower socioeconomic status, poor diet, lack of access to exercise. All the things that are risk factors for COVID are the same risk factors for diabetes. So... Obviously, and the effect that they found was stupidly small anyway. And it's like, it's just such an unserious study that it's like hard to even take the CDC seriously because they obviously like had access. They are looking at kids' medical records. So they had access in the study to like BMI data. Did they control for that? No. Like, why not? Because they wanted to make a point because they want to scare parents to run out and get their kids vaccinated. Because the only thing this administration has left is to tell us that they got a lot of people vaccinated. Still, again, coasting on Trump's coattails. The only thing they have a claim to fame on is something that Trump essentially did for them. Like, it's so absurd. It it, it is absurd. And it's They've been doing it for so long, they don't realize what an atrocity atrocity it is to do it. Like, to, to scare parents, we've never done this. It's insane. Before. Kids are at way less risk from this than they are from, like, the flu. So, you know, I, I mean, I get our kids the flu shot every year. Right. I'm into, like, all the normal medical interventions that the doctor's office tells me to get, whatever. But it's... This is not a serious risk for kids. It just isn't. And the case to be made, the reason I think they're coming out with this now is because the efficacy of this vaccine is so, so poor against the Omicron variant, right? Like, it used to be back when we had wild-type COVID in the spring, the vaccine was, like, pretty effective against transmission. So you could sort of make a case that it was, like, helpful to society at large if you got vaccinated. But right now, there doesn't seem to be much impact on transmission. I mean, some of these studies that have, you know, I mean, they have confounding variables. Like, some of them don't control for, like, how many tests people are doing and stuff. But some of them seem to show negative efficacy for the vaccine, you know. And that's, like... Yeah, if you control for, like, the number of tests people are doing, because the type of people who are vaccinated are, like, the same type of people who are more likely to go out and get a COVID test. Right. So um, if you control for the number of tests people are doing, then it's not really negative efficacy. It's just because they're testing more. But it's it the efficacy against, like, just a straight up positive COVID test infection of this vaccine seems to be basically nothing. It's still pretty effective against hospitalizations and deaths. I don't think it's nothing. But, like, the the case to be made for, like, oh, but you'll save grandma isn't there anymore because everybody who's vaccinated is getting this thing now. This new variant, everybody's got it. So I'm personally less likely to run out and go get my kid vaccinated now than I was last month, you know, and it was pretty unlikely then. So now they're coming out with this stupid study to imply to parents that COVID is going to give your kid diabetes and long COVID and all this stuff. Like, it's so sensationalist and such garbage. There's no serious risk of this for kids. There just isn't. And, you know, it's 
it's the only excuse they have to keep up with this junk with the schools and whatever. It's like, well, not all the kids are vaccinated. They're at no risk. They're at no risk. They're at less risk than you, <laughs> vaccinated people. Like, it's so absurd. I can't get over it's it. It's so like, absurd. <clears throat> and it, it just dovetails perfectly with the crazy narratives. Everybody has an agenda, mm-hmm. which, which is why this is the worst time for this. Listen New to this. York City. Also, New mm-hmm. York Daily News. Okay. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has COVID. Mm-hmm. You already said that, right? Yes. Listen to this uh, second lead in this. Fresh off of a holiday trip to Florida, AOC has tested positive for COVID. Hmm. Well, there you go. There you go. There's somebody to blame. Fresh off of uh, DeSantis uh, <laughs> land, it, you know, toxic uh, politics. Meanwhile, New York is like the COVID capital of planet Earth right now. Even though they have vaccine passports and they're not letting anybody into anywhere that's not vaccinated. Right. Else, she did, which is she so did hilarious. She did everything right. Mm-hmm. She wore, at least in New York, she wore a mask. She got boosted. Here's the official statement from her office. She's experiencing symptoms and recovering. Experiencing symptoms. How can that be? She did everything right. She's young and in shape. Can I take a wild guess that she's going to have long COVID? Yes. And be have like ongoing disabilities that we're going to have to hear about. I can't. It's so funny, too, when you read the statistics on long COVID, too, because it's like there's... um. It's like all women, it's all like women in their 40s, like 30s, 40s, 50s, and it's all, well, it's just funny because COVID impacts men more severely than women overall. Yes. But like 80% of long COVID cases are women, and they can't find an association, honey, between having had COVID and long COVID. A whole bunch of the people with long COVID can't prove they've ever had COVID. They've never tested positive. Yeah, Some so of them... you're saying this is the fibromyalgia crew. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. <sighs> it's a it's an issue. Not saying that there's not people that don't have long term impacts from COVID, but it's gonna be people who had a severe illness, right? Not like a kid with mild illness that's gonna be like permanently disabled. No, it's just getting sick. That's all it is. It's I mean like <sighs> people need help. People need help. I'm just watching, yeah. too, just how sucky we are. Mm-hmm. A woman named Diana Finley Morrison, mm-hmm. whose sorority and fraternity professional, uh, Colorado, Matt BU, alumna, whatever. She's a passionate about reality TV, feminism, and doing the right thing. Passionate about reality TV, reality TV and feminism, and doing the right thing. Tells me she sucks at a person. She tweeted out, hey, American Air. Y'all cool with your pilots displaying this kind of cowardly rhetoric on their crew luggage when they're in uniform about to fly a plane? We are not the only passengers who noticed and were disgusted. Today in UVF about to board Miami. To board to Miami. What's UVF? Uni- I don't know. It's, it's somewhere else. It's, a, it's an airport. Anyway, the pilot is standing by himself with his mask on looking at his watch. He has a on his rolling luggage, his backpack that's attached to his rolling luggage says let's go brandon my goodness so she's diming him out tell me something if it said f donald trump would do you think she'd have a problem in in tag american airlines no of course not it's the the the, the 
that is the biggest thing. The biggest. We talked about this on my show on WTIC Friday. Or no, actually, it was Todd's show on WTIC Friday. It's like people talk about the end of this, the world, like is the American dream over, etc. And I think now more than ever that it is. It's because of this, because we're effing rats and weasels and informants. And to look, hey, American, her, her, her thought here is to destroy his life, get him unemployed, f him and his family. That's it. You heard a friend of ours who was over uh, yesterday say that his friend said, "Oh yeah, they're getting COVID in Florida. That, that's just Republicans who are dying. That's fine." These. People are showing their character on social media and showing their character to each other in these desperate times because it's a time they feel more more um, validated in being frank. We have the side of the country that supposes, pretends to be the compassionate side mm-hmm. is effing cold-hearted, cold-blooded, maniacal, and uh, wicked. And these are the same people who laughed about when Herman Cain died. Yeah, karma! Yeah. Oh, yeah. These people are effing not okay. Not okay. I understand that the other side, the, the, the my side and your side, I guess the Trump side, you know, have big F you, uh, let's go grant Brandon bumper stickers on big trucks. That's a little different than laughing, regaling mm-hmm. in the pain of somebody else's death. Yeah, I mean, it... The left is shocking in their callousness, and it's especially shocking, like you said, because we hear so much about what nice people they are and how compassionate. I mean, they have yard signs about how they, how much love they have for everybody, and yes. they don't have any hate. <laughs> and like, and so it's w- jarring then to realize. That this person who's like, I don't hate everybody. I love everyone. There's no hate in my heart. I wear my mask for you. Yeah, that they freaking hate you and want you to die. Like, it's weird and uncomfortable to, like, go through life and realize that these people who are walking around being like, we're so nice, that they, are, that they like, want you dead and think it's funny. But it's, it's really incredible. I, it's hard to even know like what to do with it especially you know when you live in a state where you're surrounded by people like that and their their views have actual policy implications right so like they've been rationing these um monoclonal antibodies especially because there's like only one type that actually works against omicron right and like one of the ways that they're rationing them and they're saying it out loud is if you're a minority if you're black or Hispanic, then they feel you're at more risk of COVID because of your, uh, you know, underprivileged status or whatever. You're oppressed. And so you are first in line for monoclonal antibodies ahead of somebody who's similar to you who's white. And that's just the reality. I mean, there have been people turned away because they're white from getting medicine. And that's like the kind of policy decision that is... I mean, that's the type of thing where I would consider moving out of the state because it's so clear that the people running the show want me dead that it's like it you don't really feel comfortable anymore. You know what I mean? Like you're a little on edge. Like, you know that they're not going to look out for you. You know that they're, you know, 
that they're coming for you. It's it's crazy. And like the weird privilege Olympics that we're seeing, it's playing out in people's lives. It's did you see that story that I send you? I think it's San Francisco where there's like the break ins and the burg- these like violent break ins where they're attacking people and like they're targeting Asian households. Hmm. And they said it in the news clip that I sent you there. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just I seriously feel like sometimes that the people who are running the show like want there to be racial tension. They want people to oh, not like each other because Alice. of their race. It's which is like wild to me that that people are seriously like trying to foment racial too, division. Like, why did this happen to us? Like, we don't even look like much, right? And they told us, you know, they target Asian households. They tar- they look for Asian families um, and, you know. Thinking there might be cash or jewelry. Yeah, yeah. it's usually Asian families that do that, right? Yeah. That keep money in the household. True. Talk to the police. I don't know. I guess it's a stereotype, but they're being, I mean, like, the... The policy choices that we make, like, to allow crime to happen or to ration things on the basis of race. I mean, like, these really impact people's lives. Jesus, the dude. Yeah, it's an incredible story. They kicked in the bedroom door. You can see I'm looking at the pictures Mm -hmm. right now. These two little petite girls having to deal with this. Jesus. How awful. It's incredible. And then to know that you're targeted because of your race and that, like, the police and everything, like, nobody's going to do anything and that, like, the, the prosecutor's not going to want to prosecute and everything else. I mean, there was, like, some other case. I want to say this one was Florida where, you know, somebody, it was, like, a home break-in and they killed the person and the jury wouldn't convict. It was a hung jury because they were like, we can't put a black guy in prison for life. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh. like, it's like the... So year over year, um, shootings in Chicago, mm-hmm. Chicago, where everybody, much like every other state, of course, outside in the suburbs, leafy suburbs, uh, put Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, yard signs up and right. change their avatars to George Floyd avatars. And th- these are white women, uh, yoga pants, wine, same thing as I say every time, you know, refurbished Victorian yeah. house, Range Rover and driver. Went around and said, yeah, we're doing the Black Lives Matter thing. Pressured their friends into doing, go doing Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, protests, et cetera, et cetera. Because Black Lives Matter, because they just realized that nobody realized before that nobody thought the Black Lives Matter. So they had this epiphany and they felt very self-important. Guys, we're doing this now instead of, you know, a uh, Ponzi scheme that they usually do, selling shit-ass wine to each other. Or um, essential oils, or whatever they sell to each other, or or, or cute stockings, or uh, Malaluka, or whatever this crap is that that the, these uh, Prozac women sell to each other. They decided that we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this thing where we were all into Black Lives, guys. Because do you realize that there's something called privilege, and we all have it? <laughs> you know, because of course they have class privilege, but they're not going to give that up. So they just th- they'll sell out their race anyway. So yeah, well, I feel bad for being. White. What about rich? No, no, that's fine. That that's not leaving. I'll just cop to. I'll take the white charge. So, so they all just did this and got in in the Black Lives Matter thing in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and were all proud of themselves, et cetera. And in that year, there were two thousand black people shot that year, which is a crazy number. It's a crazy number. That there are more, fewer people casualties in Iraq. 
in the year since now, there are now more than 4,000 people shot in the last year. What happened? Where are all those ladies now? Where's Tyler McIntyre uh, Ellis? Where's Susan, uh, you know, Tompkins Watkins? <laughs> Where's uh, Where are all these pe- women with, with hyphens and doctorates and really important things to say? Because we they just discovered that they had been ignoring black lives for years. Now that they, they became woke and woke up to it two years ago. Because it really does matter, guys. This is important. Get my daughter out to the front middle of town. And let's make sure that she has a does a Black Lives Matter thing, too. What's ha- We're losing now twice as many black lives. Where are Where is anybody? Where, how come, oh, yeah. You know where it's they incredible. are? Else? You know where they are? They are, uh, I don't know, where are they? They've moved on. They've moved on because Black Lives Matter to them was just like watching Lost 15 years ago. It was the thing you did then. You know, 16 mm-hmm. years ago, they all had Livestrong bracelets. You know, two and a half years ago, they all had Pelotons. And then a year and a half ago, they had Black Lives Matter, which is a fun thing to get into, too. They pretended to care about black lives while destroying black lives, of course. Obviously. Yes. I mean, and the last year, it's black lives and it's. It's a lot of lives across the board that have been destroyed over the last couple of years. So there's this big news story that's been traveling around this weekend. This uh, life insurance company out of, I think it's out of Indianapolis. Yes. They insure a bunch of different companies. Right. They're saying that they've seen a 40% increase in deaths among 18 to 65 year olds. So some of these are COVID, right? Like there yes. are people under 65 who die of COVID, but uh, mostly not. It's about... It's like a little less than half COVID deaths from what I understand, although we don't have like the full cause of death data yet. But a lot of it is other stuff. So the like head of this insurance company was out here saying this and he was saying it because he was saying he thinks COVID deaths have been undercounted. Mm-hmm. That was like the point he was trying to make, which I think is like true to an extent. I think there has been some undercounting of COVID deaths, particularly at the very, very beginning of the pandemic. Like sure. I think we missed some. But I also... My prediction before we have all the cause of death data uh, coming out later this year, uh, uh, my prediction is that we're going to see a lot of drug overdoses because we know that drug overdoses are way up. We know that there is fentanyl pouring across our southern border. Absolutely. We know that dirt cheap and everybody's got cash. Yeah, and we know that all the big cities, San Francisco, Austin, Mm -hmm. Portland, they're all letting drug addicts shoot up everywhere on all the streets Mm -hmm. because they don't care because this is the new compassion that we have. We're so compassionate. We're going to let the drug addicts overdose in our streets in front of us. And that's compassion because we wouldn't want to like force them to do anything. That would be so mean. So we'll just let them kill themselves on our back porch. That's great. That's so compassionate. But so I think overdoses is going to be a huge mm-hmm. part of that. I think homicides is going to be a huge part of, of that. Of course, and that's true. And I think suicides is going to be a huge that's part of that. That's the big baby. That's the big one, Alice. And I think that in, in if you just take even take homicides out of it, mm-hmm. suicides and drug ODs, we've essentially sparked a Vietnam War. Oh yeah. Here of of deaths, the scourge here. Over the last few years, certainly the, the um, opioid thing has been predates this a little bit, but mm-hmm. this is exacerbated. But it's it. incredible that we're but still not dealing with it. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, well, that, that's, that's, that's why that, this is a covert war we're having. 
that nobody wants to talk about because it's no, there's no utility in talking about the opioid crisis. It doesn't help. You know, people are pushing COVID. Democrats are in charge now with COVID. What, Rochelle Walensky, why isn't she out there talking first and foremost about mental mm-hmm. health issues? We we talked about, I was in Melrose today, Alice, 10 to 20% of kids want to kill themselves in the schools. And the parents are upset because half of them are for getting rid of Halloween and half of them are mm-hmm. against it. And they're not treating that as an emergency because the idiot mayor who's a dickless twat is there who doesn't even mention this, that it's an emergency. The kids are saying they want to kill themselves and some of the kids are trying to kill themselves and these fuck faces aren't doing anything in these towns. Nothing. And they're pretending they're they're in, in leafy towns like Melrose, pretending they're doing a good job, you sick bastards. <laughs> Seriously, it's fucking crazy. You guys are fucking monsters. They're monsters. It's incredible. No, we got rid of the name Sachems. Yay! Fuck you! <laughs> Meanwhile, all the kids are suicidal. It's Jesus crazy. Christ. I mean, like, so this is just one that I happen to see here. Uh, a new news story. Um, drug overdose deaths increased by 31% in 2020. So we're not even to 2021 yet. Up 31% in 2020. And this story's out of Vermont. This is the Vermont Business whatever right. journal or something. They uh, Vermont Business Magazine, I guess. In Vermont, they're up 38% drug overdoses in 2020. Vermont, another great state that used to be full of people that were hardworking and independent and valued their liberties. And then all the compassionate people freaking moved in and right. you have opioid crisis on every street corner. It's incredible. It's incredible when you let a bunch of people move into your neighborhood that are so compassionate and nice and sweet and good. What happens to your whole state? It's amazing. It's amazing. I I guess we're... Hold on. Let me get it again. Are you ready? Sorry okay. about that. I'm unsteady. In the <laughs> you, what, what happened with this desk? I Nobody touched desk, your desk. This desk is wobbly now because you and... I did your, not touch your desk. You and Jane did the <laughs> mock me thing on this and you effed this desk up. I didn't do anything was, to your desk. You did something to my desk. I'm sorry, by the are, way. Uh, we'll talk more about this on the Patreon part of it. Okay. But it's not It's not on, It's not. not disrespectful that I say oral sex and fornication, is it? Kind of is, a little bit, I yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I'm new to... Just, the, I mean, the, maybe there's a reason people don't do that. Yeah. With their no, wives. I, that's, but, you, but I do love you, and I respect you, and I'm very thrilled with you. Am I am, so I'm not in trouble with you, right? You're not in trouble. So that's probably bad of you because you're preserving this. You need to be in trouble. You should. Pr- oh, no. So that's that's hot, <laughs> Alice. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, we'll continue this conversation over on our Patreon show. Uh, we do do a bonus Patreon show on Sundays. You can meet us over there, Patreon.com/slash/BurnBarrel. And uh, we are also on Twitter, obviously, for free, at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We have a website, BurnBarrelPodcast.com, or you can email us, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com. C'est la vie. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.